And of course now we are here in Uganda. We thank God so much for Uganda. Uh, God has protected us. Um, there must be a reason that by today we don't have any test. Uh, there's no case of of a virus on our land. Praise the Lord. However, uh, today, the government has decided to put in place certain measures to try to hinder uh, their colleagues a scenario where if there was an outbreak that it would affect so much uh, people in the nation. And there are certain um, groups of people that have been identified and, and there are restrictions that have been put in place. So some of them begin with today. Um, this virus or this disease, you cannot compare it with some of the challenges that we've gone through as Uganda or as East Africa, including Congo. And Africa. We've had the, the outbreak of Ebola. You, you cannot compare Ebola to coronavirus. Coronavirus. Ebola is not deadly. Morpheus. Um, they say that um, the death rates around this region when Ebola broke out was about 60% of those who get infected and they die, 60%. When people get infected, those that die among all those that have been infected, they are 60%. So the survival rate is very minimal. But with this virus, the different places where it has broken out, the, the death rate is about 3%. So over over 150 people, 150,000 people worldwide have been affected, infected. But among those about 5,000 have died. Others are being cured. They get well. So the the death rates, I mean, you cannot compare this disease to Ebola. Um, 
There are measures that we have put in place the time of Ebola. But now, I don't know whether it's because so many nations have been affected. Now, a nation, Uganda, has come up with greater measures than even that time. I remember the other time we could tell people to, to be careful wash hands, not so much contact with people, but today, uh, a few minutes ago, the president has uh, announced a number of things that have been agreed upon by the government. One of them, uh, beginning with tomorrow, up to Friday, all schools are going to close. So schools will not open for one month, beginning with tomorrow. So by Friday, those schools are going to be coming out tomorrow. And so by Friday, schools must be closed. And also colleges and universities. And um, that will be for one month. Also as they study the situation. The other second measure is that uh, churches and mosques there will be no services beginning today. So this has been announced a few hours ago, so we, we, could, we could still go ahead and meet because we were already in Nigeria. But there will be no services. And, and of course, uh, this is uh, this is quite uh, unfortunate because, um, as I've said, during the time of Ebola, services took place. But now the government has decided, and the reason why they are doing that is is. Is it's a preventive measure and saying that supposing it happens, so many people can be uh, infected. So, um, we are going to think through as leaders and uh, see what to do, but we will not have. Uh, our Sunday service and also the overnight of Friday will not take place. And um, the government says that this must take place for a month. So the whole month we will not have meetings together as in services. However, um, people can pray their homes. Um, 
And the other thing is that people can come to church. Someone can come and pray. Come talk to God. But we will not be having communal services. Amen. Amen. Uh, of course, this is not our making. Uh, it's a government measure. We can, we can rebel. We can resist it. Uh, but it wouldn't be wise. Amen. Uh, we are going to trust God to guide us on how we are going to move. Amen. Amen. Uh, Sometime last year we began talking about uh, reinforcing our life groups. And, and the need to, 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 to begin uh, life groups afresh. In the past uh, two months we've not worked so much on that. But it is something that we will uh, will be working on and to see whether people can meet in different smaller uh, groups or homes. Uh, but also during times of, uh, of, of services, we will, we, will, we will hold our Sunday services. But differently. Differently. So we might use um, those who are not on the internet. Those who are not on, on, on uh, WhatsApp. Or uh, generally the internet. If your phone is not smart, uh, either. Either we might see how to identify such people and either they can, or we can see how they meet in certain places where there can be facilitated that they can watch and listen to the message. Or I understand, uh, I understand Airtel, on, on Airtel, there is a way that uh, people can, can listen in well, on, uh, on something that is taking place like without the need for the internet. Um, but um, I had asked our media team to move faster so that they can guide us on, what, on how to handle some of these things. Before I came back, I had thought about some of these things. Unfortunately, I was unable to communicate earlier so that, so that we can can be ahead over some of these announcements that are coming in. Um, as I said, um, churches are not closed. 
but services have been stopped. So we might either, for purposes of uh, continuous prayer, either we might come up with, with a prayer chain, uh, where people can come in at different intervals, uh, one or two people, and get in place and pray. Um, we are going also to try to uh, to communicate as much as possible. Praise the Lord. But all these things that are happening, you realize that uh, they don't take God by surprise. And, and there are some things that uh, we had begun building here. We had also began working on an anniversary and different plans that were being put into place. However, we eventually decided to focus on building the life and that personal connection with God. And, and you can realize that in, in times like this, no matter where someone is, they can connect with God. Amen. So it is, it is only when that inner connection with God is lacking, and also someone has not been trained, augmented, or discipled into personal relationship with God that it becomes very difficult for someone to stand. Praise the Lord. But I believe that we will stand. Amen. And of course this is this is all some of many of these things that are coming up, they are not they are not Directions from God. These are man made measures. Uh, like those in government, they think, they discuss, and they make decisions. But of course, the decisions they are good because. Um, the intention is good, and that is to protect people. However, they are good ideas, but they are also what are called good ideas. Amen. Uh, when you read through the Bible, you realize that God is God's way of doing things is different. Amen. God's way that if there is something that has happened which is disastrous, it is about people coming together to seek God together, to cry to God together. And some of the challenges that we have overcome as a nation, they happened because of coming together to seek God. Amen. Amen. 
but we pray that uh, God will, will, will still be in charge and he will help our leaders to make the right decision and change also some of the decisions that have been made. Praise the Lord. There are other measures that the government still has come up with and many of those who will know them we communicated. Um, there are things that are um, burials, burials uh, are being restricted. Uh, there will be no massive burials. It will be for a few family members and then also weddings. There will be no weddings in the next uh, 30, 32 days. But of course, as they, as they evaluate, and the, and the government is saying that if a wedding must really take place, it must be for very few people and that is the bride the bridegroom they are mutual and festival and the priest <laughs> so there will be no reception no massive and, and that when the situation normalizes then people can call people to celebrate. <laughs> but of course, um, there are also other measures that will come to know. Praise the Lord. But let us look through the word of God. What does the word of God say? Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter one. Verse one. It happened after, happened after this that the people of Moab with with the people of Ammon and others with them, besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Second Chronicles chapter twenty. Sorry, Second Chronicles chapter twenty. Chapter twenty from verse one. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon, Tamar, which is El Edi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. 
So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Now, when we read these verses, you realize that the enemy invaded Judah. And he was already in this place that the Bible calls Engedi. They were already there. It's like in the situation that we are in as nations that we have these challenges that are already in place. And especially with the virus and also the, the locusts. The locusts that have invaded so many nations, especially in the Middle East. Uh, this problem is increasing so much in those nations. So, they were already there. I mean, the enemies were already there. And the word came to the king that you've been invaded. The first thing that happened was fear gripped the king. The Bible says Jehoshaphat feared. Feared. Fear is not of God. Fear is from the enemy. Amen. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven. What does it say? It says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Praise the Lord. So when, when, when things happen around us, it's very important that we guard against fear. Guard against fear. What is fear? What is fear? Fear is a situation that can come to anyone and they feel hopeless. They feel hopeless. They feel as though there is no direction. There is nothing they can do. There is that sense of hopelessness, lack of direction, lack of courage, courage to confront the situation. Praise the Lord. So, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but He has given us the spirit of power. The, the spirit of love and of the sound mind. Amen. One of the things that causes you to 
go into places where people are afraid to go to. Is the love so the people who are there. For example, the reason why I go to mission and at a time as this, one is because I love the Lord. And I love, she gives a sense that if you love me, do what? Obey. Love. So God goes hand in hand with obedience. Obedience. Amen. You cannot say that you love God when you are unable to obey. So because I love him, so I obey him. He says, do this. And you do it. But secondly, there is the love for the people in the nation. If someone is in trouble and you love them, that is the best time for you to do with them. Amen. Amen. And so, that's why even this time I had to travel. Because the nations, especially the, the mission field where God has assigned me as a watchman, was in trouble. And the doors are open. Amen. So you're your when we say, I, I will not go in and the doors are open, that is fear. Praise God. But also he has given us the spirit of a sound mind. Amen. A sound mind. And, and what is a sound mind? We can be able to make the right decisions. Amen. Amen. It, it, it does not mean that because you are very strong, you stand in the road when cars are moving so fast, you stand there, the car will not knock you down. So, so that's not the sound mind. So in other words, we need to be wise. We need to be wise. You need to, to protect yourself. Of course, when I travel, especially in certain areas, airports, on the plane, and certain places, I put on the mask. Because if one is advised to put on a mask, praise the Lord. So, there is a spirit of wisdom a sound mind which causes you to make the right decision. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So, Jehoshaphat, the first thing that happens to him is that fear grips him. But thank God, he eventually decides to seek God. And that's what made the difference. Amen. Verse 3 says, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to seek 
help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord so you see what happened people came from all over they came to seek the Lord and the king declared the past Praise the Lord. So at the time as this, nations should be declaring seasons of seeking God. One of the things that our government should have done is to declare the time of seeking God. Amen. Amen. Yes. Well, services are being stopped. Services are being stopped. But there is also the issue of saying, please, this is our situation. And we don't have help. But it's only God who can help us. And let us come to Him and let us seek His face. People, seek the Lord. You got to seek the Lord. So this would have been the best thing to do. Amen. Amen. But because it is not being done at a national level, and by our politicians, the church itself should be able to seek the Lord. Amen. Amen. To seek the Lord for help. And when you read Father, especially in verse, verse 9, verse 9, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and I cry out to you in our affliction, and, we will, and you will hear and say, now, this is the power of the house of God. Amen. Here they are reminding God that God will save him. If disaster comes, if pestilence comes, the sword, judgment, famine, what will happen? We will stand in this temple. We will come in your presence and we will cry out to you and you will hear us and save us. We will come in this temple and we will cry to you and you will hear us and save us. This is what should be happening. That people come in the temple, that people come in the house of God to cry to him, to seek his face. Yes, people can pray in their homes, which is okay. People can praise individuals, but there is also power in coming in the house of God. 
And, and some of these things that we see coming, yes, we respect our leaders, we respect the government, but some of these decisions are not godly. Amen. It is okay to put measures in place. I mean, where I've been, in the church when you're entering, they screen your, your temperature across the heart of the, the, the hand gadgets. They screen the temperature and the sanitizing of hands and, and also trying to not so close. Praise the Lord. But to, to close churches and services, that is, that is not God. That is not a wise decision. And it has never happened. Much as we've had greater challenges, we've had greater challenges, especially Ebola, which we cannot compare to this. But we pray that God will have mercy. Amen. And if there is any evil plan of getting behind some of these things, we pray that God will intervene. That God will have mercy. And any voice of the enemy that is trying to silence the voice of the church, it will, be, it will fail in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So, they said, we will come in this temple. We will come in your presence. Now, where do they get that from? It's in chapter 7 of Second Chronicles. Chapter 7, verse 13. Of course, in chapter 6, Solomon has prayed, he has dedicated the temple, he has finished uh, the temple and he has dedicated it in chapter 6, and in chapter 7, the presence of God fills the temple. And in verse 12, the Bible says, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have had your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. A house of sacrifice. In other words, a house of prayer. And then verse 13. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, all command the locusts to divide the land, all send pestilence among my people. You hear that? If I shut up heaven, all send locusts to divide the land, or send pestilence among my people. What is a pestilence? Plagues, diseases. Amen. And some of these things that are happening, these are not 
just normal things. This is not just a natural occurrence. Behind these things that are happening, there is a hand of God. With what purpose? To draw nations back to God. Amen. And to awaken the church. These are times where God is shaking nations. This decade is not a decade of games. Amen. This is a decade where God is doing things that are going to bring the people in the realization that actually there is God. The last decade saw great evil increasing in nation and especially evil promoted by Governments, world leaders, praise God, world leaders, especially with the promotion of human rights. How about God's rights? So God's rights have been forgotten and promoted human rights. So there is a shaking that is taking place. And two things are happening. One, the nations need to realize there is God. Amen. How is the gospel going to be preached? Matthew chapter 24 verse 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a witness to every nation, and then shall the end come. Matthew 24 verse 14. So you look at nations like China, the gospel is limited. There's persecution. You cannot preach freely. The Arab nations, you cannot preach freely. Jesus. And then look at Europe. They brought the gospel to Africa. But now they walked away from the gospel. They walked away from Jesus. Amen. That in some places, you cannot speak against certain evils. You speak against homosexuality. They will put you in prison. Praise God. And so you see that evil has increased and, and, and nations have walked far and far away from God. And so how will the gospel be preached? How? God knows. And so there are shakings that will take place to shake foundations and to shake closed doors. You, you did hear that. God will shake closed doors that the gospel may go in. 
But, but, but is the church ready? Is the church ready to go Is the church ready to be saved? Is Uganda ready? Praise God. Nations are going to open. That the doors are going to open for the gospel to be preached. And we just need to be ready. Praise the Lord. So, he said, when I shut up heaven, when I say pestilences, when I say locusts, verse 14, if my people who be good by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my presence and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their lives. Now my eyes will be open and my eyes will be attentive to prayer where? In this place, in this place, my ears will be open, my eyes will be attached. So it is from that point that Jehoshaphat and the whole of Judah, Jerusalem, they say, Lord, you say, if this happens, we will come in this temple, we will stand before your presence, we will call upon you. We will call upon you, and you will hear. Look at some of the things that they say. Going back to chapter 20, of Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 11. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. Oh Lord, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Amen. It is okay for not to know what to do and not to take decisions according to the flesh. But to come before God and see His face, hear them saying, We will look up to you. Our eyes are upon you. And in verse 13, they say, Now all Judah with their little ones, their wives, and their children, they stood before the Lord. You see what happens? The whole of Judah. They are little ones. They are little ones. They are wives. They are children. They stood before the Lord. So you look at children, the very young ones. You look at the youth, you look at wives, women, and of course the men who are there. 
and they came to stand before the Lord. So, if, if nations are saying no, no coming together, no services, that is contrary to what godless strategies are in seeking the face of God right now. Must we rebel? No. Praise the Lord. We are not going to rebel. We are going to, to respect authority. We are going to respect the decisions they make. But we will trust the Lord. Amen. We will look to the Lord and we will seek Him that God may have mercy. Amen. That God may, may have mercy. Praise the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Hazael, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jeho, the son of Matania, a Levite, of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord to you, Do not be afraid, not dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but the Lord's. Amen. The word of God comes and says, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord. Praise God. You look at nations now. They are, they are fighting, trying to defend themselves, protect themselves, and help their people. But they do not recognize the fact that evil has increased and that God gets seen. So instead of nations coming for repentance, they are protecting themselves. But of course, God does not look for politicians. He looks for his people, the church. If my people, God by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, I'll hear. Now, in this case, there's this challenge before us that this coming together is being respected. And what do we do? We will pray. Amen. Amen. We will pray forever we are and we trust God that finally we will come together. Their eyes will open and realize we pray that God will speak to them that you cannot close my prayers. Amen. Amen. Let's pray.